0: Well, this is exciting. Welcome to the third season of the Godmother podcast. And I am super, super stoked about today's interview because I believe that I got to interview a goddaughter. I am so thrilled that Heather Torres is going to be joining us today. And I'm going to tell you what she's going to set you up to do. She is going to tell you. How to Tell Your Story. I love this. So before we dive into this interview, I want to just encourage you. It really, really helps us if you give us feedback. We want to hear from you what you would love for us to discuss. We want to hear that you have shared about it. We love it if you subscribe to the Godmother podcast and rate it. It really helps it go out there further and farther. So, now I'm gonna introduce you to YouTube sensation Heather Torres. So, I want to welcome my friend Heather, Heather Torres, to the Godmother Podcast. And not only am I welcoming Heather as a guest on the Godmother Podcast, I consider Heather a goddaughter. So, she's an adopted goddaughter, but you wouldn't know her as that you would know her as the COO of, listen to this, of Thank Media. She is also, because that wouldn't be enough, she's also a homeschooling mom, and a YouTube sensation. Like, you're gonna have to tell me what qualifies for sensation. I love that. So I would love you, Heather, to tell, like, I've got to spend some time with Heather, and I wanted my entire godmother's audience to actually hear some of her backstory. How did you become a YouTube sensation? And how are you and I connected? You can you can address whichever one you want first.
1: Yes, well, first off, Lisa, it is always an honor to be uh, with you, to be in your presence. This was like marked on my calendar and it was like Christmas. I was counting down the minutes until I could be on. So what an honor um, for you to just bring me on and uh, for us to have this conversation. Uh, wow, YouTube sensation. My marketing person must have written that because that's not how I see myself. Um, I'm just a girl who picked up a camera and decided and decided to just start putting my message out there on YouTube, and through that and through the company that myself and and uh, Sean Cannell have built, uh, we've been able to help uh, millions, uh, multiple millions of people uh, learn how to get their message out on video. And really, it it started just because. I knew that video was gonna be the next thing. Um, I was My background was in marketing and and so I saw that there was this trend happening in video and I was like, well, I need to just say yes and jump in with both feet, which is totally my personality. And, uh, and so through that, um, our message of just helping people learn how to grow their YouTube channels has exploded. And with that, I get to help and minister and be with women uh, all the time uh, to help them get their messages out on video. Cause so much about getting in front of the camera is so difficult. Difficult. And so I break through a lot of those fears that come with it and help women build confidence in men, but mostly I, I attract the women, um, to build their confidence, to just turn on the camera and start getting their message out there. So that's how that happened. Um, and, uh, and then you and I, um, you have been, wait, what such... pause?
0: I, cause you said so many amazing things. What are some of the obstacles you said? Like, I get it. It's daunting. What are some of the obstacles you faced? You said, hey, I love to jump in, but as soon as you were like, I'm gonna jump in, what were some of the second guesses that
1: you heard? Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, fear, I felt like for so long in my life, uh, fear controlled me and it held me down. And it was the the messages in my that I was speaking to myself about you're not good enough, you're, you, who Who are you to be doing this? You're not pretty enough. You're not qualified enough. And so those messages are were just repeated in my mind over and over. And so many women resonate with that when it comes to picking up the camera and getting their message out there. And so as I started to gain confidence, um, I was bringing other women along on that journey with me of just, just do it. Like just grab the camera, start figuring out and knowing how to tell a story on video and knowing what to say and knowing how long it should be and all of those pieces come with it. But really, in order to even get started, it's overcoming those fears and those negative things that have been spoken over us or the things that we speak to ourselves that are not from God, that are not what he's telling us we are. And it's just, it's a lie from the enemy that holds back this incredible message. I mean, the platform of YouTube alone reaches... Millions of people. We do millions of people with our messages, and and he doesn't want that to happen. And so, if we can be locked into those insecurities, then uh, then we're held down. But once you get that freedom, once you know that this isn't as hard as we think it is, I mean, most people are walking around with a smartphone, able to video their breakfast in the morning, and you know what their kids did at soccer. But we turn the camera on ourselves, and we start saying all these defeated things. And so, um, I've just been. I feel like it's such a, a thing for me to bring this message that your voice belongs on video. Um, because there's this connection that happens when someone can see your expressions and they can see your smile or they can feel what you're feeling or they can see your background. There's so much that goes into video um, that is a way for us to connect uh, and, and grow as humans. So,
0: Okay, I actually love that you, you said, I'm gonna jump in, but you didn't just say, I'm gonna jump in because I think I have something to say. You jumped in because you felt like, Messages were important that people needed to hear what you had to say, and um, I love that. You know, I think a lot of times when people are on YouTube, everybody thinks, well, they're comfortable with the way they look, they're comfortable with what they have to say. But I know that it's more about, hey, this is a mandate. I need to help other women and and men if they say, oh yes, I'm going to let Heather teach me how to do this, how to get their messaging out there, and and it's important. Because historically, Christians are the last ones to use effective messaging, and then when we do use it, we tend to Christianize it, and then it looks weird. But um, that is a whole—that could be a whole nother whole nother podcast. So you're—you're you're a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You YouTube. You—you mm-hmm. you have other income streams. Mm-hmm. So. So a lot of times people will say, well, yeah, I mean, I can't be that. I can't do it all. But I think that you have found a rhythm where you can do certain things and they create an income stream so that you don't have to leave your children. Mm-hmm. Can you explain kind of how some of those decisions came around?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think this is something, uh, you know, we're headed into, um, uh, we were just on a call yesterday with our, with our team talking about, um, we're on this great resignation, right? With everything that's happened in the world, people are actually leaving their jobs because they got to experience what working from home actually felt like. And they're like, oh, actually that's better. Let's do this. I got to see my kids. I got to work when I wanted. And so all of a sudden, in this new expansion of the idea that you can work at home has become um, something that uh, quote unquote normal everyday people can now do. And through that, um, which is something that we've been teaching for for several years now, almost a decade, there are so many opportunities, especially online, especially through YouTube, where you can actually talk about the products and the services that you love and you can get paid to do that from home around anything i mean i i'm teaching plumbers i'm teaching cake baking grandmas. wait wait I, wait, <laughs> wait you're teaching plum plumbers you're wait you're teaching plumbers to do plumbing <laughs> to do youtube i'm teaching to plumbers do
0: youtube to do okay.
1: youtube and they're signing six figure and seven figure deals with plumbing manufacturers to talk about products online, to talk about it on YouTube. So, I mean, the world and the opportunity to be able to mix your work and your life and create a lifestyle through income streams, especially as stay at home mothers, especially women who have maybe had experience in jobs before, they can bring those skills online, be teaching those skills online through course creation, through online course creation, through affiliate marketing, which is where you, where you talk about products and services you love and you get paid to do that. Um, and through sponsorships, being able to uh, partner with brands. I I have a homeschooling channel also, and our entire homeschool is funded through this homeschool channel. So brands pay me to talk about the things that I was already going to buy from them. And then already, already. And you're not, you're not, you're not being ingenuous. These are
0: things that you love and would already be using or, uh, making
1: available. Yes. Yes, and so I'm 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 talking about these companies. I'm I'm sharing how we're using these materials, and the brand is then paying me to do that. And when someone buys those products, I get a percent of that sale. So it, there's such a massive um, opportunity. You know, I I I've helped um, uh, women who are in their legacy years. Uh, one of the ladies, her name is Mary. Would, would I be a would I be a? Woman yeah, your in legacy life? years now, Lisa. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She uh she is she was on a homestead and she picked up a camera and started making videos. She has viral videos on how to make no-need sandwich bread. And now she's getting paid. Wait, wait. <laughs> no-need so so you don't have to do the You don't have to do the process. thing? I know. You don't have to do it. Yeah, viral videos and she's getting paid now from flour companies. That are now funding her legacy year. I mean, it's incredible, the opportunity. I'm not living right. I'm not living right. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you. So when we launched
0: Sons and Daughters, um, I was approached by an organization called Fab, Fit, and Fun. Mm -hmm. And they have all sorts of great products that I loved. It was healthy. It, it It supported women entrepreneurs. And so I was like, this is a great fit. And so I would share about them. And I was like part of their group share about them and say, hey, you know, this is Fab, Fit and Fun. Proceeds did not come to me. They came to Sons and Daughters. I, I did the revenue, like share with them. And my audience was like, I don't come to you to talk about cosmetics. I don't want to hear about your cleaning products. I thought, that's right. You wouldn't want to talk to a Christian woman about that. You want to go to a heathen to buy those Mm -hmm. things. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is wrong with the Christian market? Why are we so, why do we say, Heather, why do we say you can either just be a stay-at-home mom who homeschools their kids, or you can just be an entrepreneur, but... For God's sake, don't mix those things. Why do we do that? Why do we say a minister can't talk about makeup? Why, like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. Why did we get weird? Well, and also,
1: Lisa, don't blend being a homeschool mom or at-home mom or being an entrepreneur or in then trying to bring ministry into that. Oh no, no, now we, nope. Don't bring ministry no, into the workplace. I'm like, what? You, you pushed <laughs> it too far right there. Yeah. I'm sorry. So we do this because we want to compartmentalize how we see other people. And because we want to put them into their own box because of maybe the feelings of lack that we have, like this is how people are judging is we're like no no lisa's only for ministry but i'm like do you know that lisa used to be a makeup artist like that was actually what you used to do and so i'm like i would want to learn that and so because it's our lack of compassion for even understanding people's journeys that we don't even want to be open to that and i'm saying man i want to i want to know all of it i i when people when I'm researching different people that I want to follow, I'm like, I want to know what their home life is like. I want to know what they're into. I want to know like so much more. And, and I, I, I would love if especially Christian women could be supporting and championing other women and their efforts rather than trying to pull them down and say, no, that's not for you. No, you can't do that. We should be speaking life into each other. We should be saying, that's awesome. You can stay at home, homeschool your kids and also create an income for yourself. Let's go. Like we should be in that spirit, not in the spirit of that's not for you. Because guess what? This is for everyone. There is a message inside of everyone that needs to be spoken. And maybe it's like for me, I'm speaking YouTube tips and how to use your camera, but you better be sure I am ministering ministering to your heart when I'm saying, do not hear what the devil says. Do not let fear hold you back. You need to get this message out there. And we just sent, we're like, no, no, that's only for work. It's like, no, no, bring it into everything you're doing. And that's what we're yeah, commissioned to do.
0: Even Paul did ministry and tent making,
1: he was a tent maker. He, exactly. he did
0: all of that. And I think I, I love that. So, okay, so going back to something you said, you said, when I follow somebody, I want to know, I want to know how they do their life, how they're doing marriage, how they're do. Is that because do you think that, uh, obviously you, you know, you're not bored or I want to be voyeuristic. You're actually saying you want relationship. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah. For me specifically, I, I, uh, when I first got on social media, I was like, I wanna follow everyone. And then I was like really falling into this comparison trap because I was seeing how my life was and how their life was and I needed to work through my own pieces. Now I follow people because I want to connect with them in some way. I want to either champion what they're doing. I, I want to support the company and the businesses that they're creating. I want to bring those to my audience. Um, I'll follow someone. Maybe they are really good at homemaking and they're also in ministry. I'm like, how do they do those two things together? I, I kind of walk through the world with this like blanketed curiosity of wanting to just figure out the puzzle pieces of how people are doing things. So I think we should be selective about the people we're following um, because I, I want to be in a space where I can champion what they're doing and not compare myself to what they're doing. So I take it very seriously on rather than just following blanketly. Um, but I think if, if more and more of us use social media for the social, good that it should be doing, I think that that would give us louder voices to be able to champion the things that people are building. You know, I, I think it's amazing when you see, you know, women were the ones that funded Jesus ministry. So I'm like, why are we not saying, come on women, you can do this. Like we should be yeah. in support of each other, um, and yeah. supporting of all these different ways that you can make an income from home, using your camera, using your laptop, using your phone um, the, the world is our oyster when it comes to the opportunities uh, to be able to do those things together well, and it would just be like satan to think
0: uh-oh uh-oh women women if we shut them down then it will shut down the funding you know what you're saying is of course the biblical precedent that it was women that it didn't say and men followed jesus and funded his ministry it said and women followed jesus and funded his ministry now there may have been men that did it but that's not what got highlighted and it was the women that did extravagant things Mm -hmm. where Judas is like, does he have any idea how much that costs that could have been sold and given to the poor? And it said, he didn't even say that because he cared about the poor, but because he was stealing. So here's the interesting thing. That is also still true. Mm -hmm. Yesterday we had a board meeting and during the board meeting, we had someone coming in and talking to us about different endowments. And he said to us, it is the women who have the heart to see the gospel go into all the world. Yes. He said, now, the men are involved, but never at the same level as the women. And you and I both know that I want to see women flourish so they can fund. Mm-hmm. I mean, flourish to fund, and, and that's it. And social media, I, I, I like what you said about having a blanket of curiosity. And, uh, you know, I found people that if I follow them, they're, they're going to make me angry, I, you know, and it's not because of them, it's because of me. And I have to be like, if, if I'm not, if I'm not having a healthy relationship with them because of something that's unhealthy with me, mm-hmm. that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to need to maybe step aside a little bit and, and look at it differently. But I do feel like when you even see the Proverbs 31 woman, she stretched forth her hands to the poor and the needy but she also considered a field and bought it. And so we we have to understand, we are trying to put people in boxes because when you can box people, you can label them. And when you label them, you can disqualify them. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be people who understand that none of us are qualified outside of Christ. And when we see brothers or sisters growing and excelling, we need to be excited. You know, in our house, we love competition. And uh, sometimes that meant we didn't always handle it in the most godly way. Not so much me, but let's just be honest, John and the boys, like it it would get super intense. And we had to come up with a slogan that a win for you is a win for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if one of the boys won and John thought he should have won, he would say, well, you know what? A win for you is a win for me. Or if John won and and, and one of the boys was up. And so that kind of thing needs to be the mindset in the body of Christ. A win for her is a win for for me. Okay, so now we talked about a little bit about what you did, and I know some of you are panicking right now. You're like, I need to follow Heather. I need to know everything she's saying. We're gonna put everything in the notes so you'll be able to get a hold of that. I want you, I want you to be better at telling your stories. For God's sake, we need more people being godly, telling their stories in a compelling, winsome way. So yes, I'm going to put it up there. Uh, We need Christian uh, excellence in this area,
1: so I'm going to do that. But Heather, how did we get connected? Yeah. So, um, well, we got connected without you even knowing it, Lisa, actually, (laughs) I told you this when we first, uh, met, I said, you know, I feel like I know you because I've literally been following you, um, for the last, when we had met, uh, seven years, I was just consuming your YouTube, um, consuming your books. My, uh, my journey had been that my husband and I were actually in the Mormon religion. And, uh, and when we were in that, we were all in, I mean, we weren't like half Mormon. We were whole Mormon in, and we, we, it was our lifestyle. It was our, it, it was everything to us. And, um, through a journey of God actually revealing himself to us, uh, both my husband and I were, uh, left the church and, uh, we found Jesus and we were baptized in the Christian faith and we have been just, just so blessed by what God has given us. But coming Wait, out can of you, pause a
0: second. Cause I think there's a little bit of that, how you came into the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. It, help me with this. As I remember it, which, you know, sometimes I'm legacy years, sometimes I might forget the the details, but didn't you two say, we're going to just start reading the Bible? Yes.
1: Yeah, we uh, we were both. Um, general conference is something in the Mormon faith uh, where every two times a year, uh, every two times two times a year, uh, the whole church meets and you hear from the prophet. And the prophet speaks. And I remember this general conference so vividly. We were sitting on the couch because you do you watch it from home in your pajamas. You get to do church at home, yay! And uh, and you we sitting we were sitting there and and the prophet of the Mormon religion was speaking, and I was not receiving. I, I felt like there was a wall up and I just felt like my heart was beating and I turned to my husband and I, and it was very scary for me because especially in that religion, it is families are everything. Families are forever. So I looked at him and I was like, honey, I, I don't know if I believe this because you know, a, a, retor- a, thing that is said over and over um, that uh, you believe the prophet, you believe the prophet, you believe the prophet. It's like a brainwashing that happens of just like the prophet is true. He is real. And and I just turned him and I was like, honey, I, I don't know if I believe this. And he looked at me and he was like, I don't think I do either. And it was just this moment where we we're like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Because your your whole life is wrapped up into this religion. And, you know, we decided to pray together and we were like, God, help us on whatever this looks like. And we decided to go cover to cover in the Bible and read it with a childlike faith, not with the Book of Mormon or the Doctrine and Covenants or anything wrapped around it, which are the other books that the Mormon religion has, but to literally just hear God's word from cover to cover. And I mean, he revealed himself through so wow. many pieces of that. And uh, and from that, we were actually at a park the next like that next week. And one of our friends um, had planted a church in our area. And we had known that and we were like, good for you. Way to go. And he was at the same park. And he said, hey, I, I, I know you guys are Mormon, but I just felt God telling me I need to invite you to my church. And we were like, we're not Mormon. And so we went to his church. We were hit by the Holy Spirit, we gave our lives to Jesus, we were baptized, and then we were in a church plant right away, and we were just going through that. But it was such a a sweet experience that God was working on both of us through this secretly and that he gave us a moment together to reveal that to each other and we, we were able to um, come out of that and through that you know we lost friends we lost a lot of our lifestyle um, because it's so wrapped up into that um, but we gained a church family that was beyond a blessing and uh, and from that that's how I got connected with you I was it, women were not championed. Um, in that religion and I felt like God was calling me into something that was bigger and I was like who are my examples who do I look at who are the women of the faith that I can that are strong and your message um you you had done a message it was uh I'm trying to remember which one it was but it was so, I don't even remember the words. I just felt boldness and courage and all these things. And I was like, okay, her. And so I've just been following your journey. And then you and I met uh, in California, you embraced me. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. Like I finally found my godmother and it was just so beautiful. So that's our story, Lisa.
0: (laughs) I was so excited to meet you. Mm -hmm. And hey, if anybody ever doubts the power of YouTube right there, we had never met. But there's something, I mean, like, Heather, you could have read a book, which I I know you have read some of my books, but there's something about seeing somebody, body posture, tone of voice um, just all of those different things coming together to communicate something. Cause you know, Heather, I always say, we're not what we preach, we're what we live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason why you're like, I really love this idea of not just seeing, uh, following people that I, their life's a meme. I want to see their, their messy. Um, like recently, it's always funny to me, like recently, um, I have this patch of green in my hair and I'm like, Dear Jesus, this green, it's just not going away. I've done everything. So I thought, well, I know red is what counteracts green, but it'll turn the rest of my hair like it's funky, fuzzy brown color. So I'm going to use purple. And I turn my entire head purple. Yeah. Now, I knew it was only going to be for 24 hours. It's. I still have some of it, but I knew it was going to be for 24 hours, that it was going to be atrocious. I knew I was going to wash it that night, but I thought, I want people to see how ridiculous- going from brown to gray is like, I just want people to know that I have dyed my hair purple and by accident. And I think people connect with us when we are authentic and we say, Hey, this is my life. It's messy. It's, it's not always going to be easy, but I'm going to let you into it. And, um, I, I just think it's funny every once in a while to just post ridiculous stuff. And I actually give myself a ton of a ton of material on that. I don't have to use
1: any, I don't have to make fun of anybody else. Right. I I do it on my own. I've got enough that happens. Yeah. One of the stories I tell when I'm uh, teaching is um, one of the first time I spoke live on camera, Um, I had to keep my arms super close and I was like kind of moving my hands like this. And the reason I was doing that was because I was so nervous that I had such big pit stains that were under my arms. So I was like this and every, and so now I'll go to conferences and people are like, thank you for telling the pit stain story, you know? And And I'm like, wow, I'm glad I've known that I sweat profusely when I get nervous, but it's the connection piece that people need so badly. And it's like, that is a hugely, that's an embarrassing part Of, of what I'm dyslexic. I talk about that all the time that I will, I'll be in the middle of a conversation and I'm like, wait, what what were we talking about that? Or I'll read something or, you know, and, and, and people are getting freed because I'm just saying what my mess is online and, and it's a connection point that people love. Yeah. So you're saying you don't have to
0: look perfect, act perfect, Mm -mm. present yourself as perfect. Um, I do find that people probably connect with me more based off the fact that I lost an eye to cancer. Mm -hmm than if I had two perfect eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would prefer they all just connect with me and trust me and let me have two eyes, but no, no, I know nobody's keeping me from it, but people do connect with one another based off of your challenges and your vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And then when they feel like they can trust that you understand maybe what challenge or vulnerability they're working through, they let you lead from your place of strength. And you know, it's funny that you talk about the armpit story. Um, I've had people accuse me of body pride because I go sleeveless, but going sleepless for me is the same exact reason when you are on a stage preaching under hot lights you pit out your shirt you do and so i'm either gonna have people get mad at me about having old lady arms mm-hmm. or they're gonna get mad at me like you gross pig you sweat mm-hmm. who doesn't mm-hmm. who doesn't sweat but i actually do prefer not to ruin my clothes yeah so um yeah it, it is it is funny how how people do that okay so you're passionate about YouTube mm-hmm. um, you've built a presence on a platform mm-hmm. what do you see going forward like you know again I love that you are number one you have a presence number two you're inviting other people to have one as well so you're not a competitor mm-hmm. you're a champion mm-hmm. what what do you actually is you, what are you the most excited about? are you most excited about coaching other people
1: at this point oh yeah it is it, I'm most excited about I, I one of the things we say in our company is Um, It's not about our success, it's about our clients' clients' success. So I want it to be- Okay, wait,
0: so clients' clients. So not my
1: clients' success. No. But my clients engaging other people to be success. Yeah, yeah, so for uh, for me, I see myself like, you know when you throw a rock into water and then the ripple effect happens I just want to be the rock in people's life where I just kind of break them up a little bit I'm like I break it and then I want them to ripple out so I'm just so excited for more and more people to see the opportunities that are available to them online you know um one of my friends he just retired uh from the military and you know he's he's in this season of transition and you know before like when way before, we would think that, oh, wow, you retire from a job and you like retire. And he's about to go on this crazy new journey of the second part of his life with just the massive amounts of opportunities that are available for him online to take all those skills, all the things he learned, all the leadership, all the, you know, everything he's been doing in his craft and now bring that to more people. So I I love coaching people and helping them get clear because here's the other thing. People are passionate about a lot of things, like a lot, a lot of things. And so when they come online, they're like, let me share everything with you. And if you try and reach everyone, you end up reaching no one you have to you have to have a clear message when you come online and so what I feel like I'm called to do is help people figure out what they should be talking about right like what is the first things you should be talking about how do you break through because there's a lot of noise the the amount of videos being posted the amount of social media I mean there's it is a lot of noise so how do you break through that noise and how do you then find your people because I believe that you are called to a group of people that you should be helping and there's there's some gift on your life. You have a gift on your life. You have something you should be giving to people. And so how do you find your people? And then how do you help them? So what is your ways that you're going to do that? Because just being online and posting on YouTube and posting on on uh, Instagram and not turning it into an income is just an expensive and time-hogging hobby. And so I want people to actually- Whoa, 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 wait. Right? Did you guys
0: hear that? <laughs>
1: expensive, time-hogging hobby. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and, and so I want you to make money and, and I feel like there's this, there's this like, Oh, we can't talk about money. No, we can. Cause we need money for the mission. We need to be making money. And there is so much out there for us to be able to, uh, earn. And I want that to be a part of people's lives. I want them to have income streams that can help them to fund the things that they want to do. And um, you know, there's so many amazing stories about how people are using video. Uh, one of them, Leonardo Torres, he started a music reaction wait, channel. Wait, related to you? Not related to me. We should be related okay. though, he's amazing. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Um, but he uh, he it lost his job in the pandemic, had never done YouTube before, was like, I mean, might as well, I'm a musician, I should react. He started reacting to Christian music, as a non-christian watched oceans this is crazy watched oceans reacting to it i'll send you the video watch it reacting to it hit with the holy spirit then started following Jesus, and now has over eighty thousand subscribers. He has people sending him money to fund his mission. That he's making five times as much money as he was as his day job. Now just reacting to music and interviewing pastors and going deeper and helping people find Jesus. It's incredible what can happen on the internet. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, you know. All right. So I was trying to. Ca- I was trying to grab notes. So I want to. I want to say this. people out there like, Oh, Heather. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know about the money piece. That sounds like you just got dirty. If you, this is, I hope you heard Heather say you find your people and then you find out how you can help your people. Mm -hmm. If you're not helping them, yeah, you should be embarrassed Mm -hmm. about thinking of any way of monetizing it. If Mm -hmm. you're hurting them, you should not be okay with getting any money. But if you're actually helping them, then that's a different story so um i love also that you're saying there's a and how do you find that strategy cuz i'm 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 just thinking um, you and i are talking let's say i'm one of your coaching you're, you're i'm your client and you're like lisa you got to break through all this noise by doing A, B, and C, how would you even locate that A, B, or C? Mm -hmm. How would you locate somebody's niche?
1: Yeah, well, um, the first thing is I take them through an exercise where you wanna make sure that uh, 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 it is the three Ps. So you're passionate about it, right? Like, is it something you could even talk about for the next five years? Because you're not talking about it for 90 days. Nothing online is press a button and money ends up in your account. It's work, this is a job, it's still work, right? Um, so are you passionate about it? Are you proficient in it? I think one of the things about the online space is there's a lot of fakes out there. And so are you actually proficient? Do you have the receipts? Have you done it? Have you helped people? Do you know you know, what, what you're actually doing? So are you proficient? And then is it a profitable market? Are other people selling things? Like, is there actually a market? Are people, are there competitors to you? Com- competition is a great thing in the marketplace. And so are there competitors? So that's how you need to narrow down What is your thing? And then what you should be doing online is what's called, uh, we we have five different ways that you can uh, go about what types of videos or types of content you should be talking about. And the first one is ASQ. You want to just answer specific questions. Okay. You want to just answer questions. If you can just start by being the solution to someone's problem, you win. Because people do business and people follow people that they know, like, and trust. And so you want to be able to be in a place where you can just be answering specific questions. So those are the videos that you make. Those are the posts that you do. And then you do that more and more and more and you'll start to get more questions and you can just see that start to snowball over and over. But what people try and do is they pick up a camera and they start documenting like their life, and people aren't interested in your life. That that's about you. You need to go online and be about them, not about you. And so you want to you want to just start by answering questions. And guess what? There's a whole experimental phase of everything. Like when you start something new, you have to give yourself a season of just saying, "I'm going to just mess up a lot, and that's okay." And you're yeah, just going to walk through. Because a lot of times, that. people are answering questions. People aren't answering. Yeah, I mean,
0: asking. Nobody's asking that question.
1: No one's asking that question. Yeah.
0: I know, as an author. I've had to do that. Like, I'm like, I wonder if, if everybody wants to hear this and they're like, no, we don't really care about that, Lisa. And so then I I, like, like a a case in point, lioness arising. I, I, nobody was saying, how do women compare to lions? How do women, nobody was asking that question, but then women did say, I don't know how to get free. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to find my strength. I don't know how, how to connect with other women. I, and so I thought, okay. That's the questions I need to be answering. So if you're saying there's there's some margin, there's some there's some time where you're you're gonna be not knowing your specific answers because you don't know the question. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? At yeah. first? If yeah. If you're, you're passionate, passionate. Time,
1: yeah, if you're passionate about something, you're proficient in something, and it's a marketplace you should take some time to write down the 25 most common asked questions in that market and then answer all 25 of those questions because that's where you can actually break through. Your question was how do you break through all of the noise? You just become the person that's actually answering the specific question. And when you can do that, another method we teach is called TSS, teach a specific skill. So if you are, maybe you've been an accountant before People need to know how to balance a checkbook. I mean, they really need to know how to make a balance sheet. And so answer a specific question, teach a specific skill. Um, Don't just talk about your own life. Talk about how you can help other people and you will actually break through um, and grow online, grow your presence, grow your income, all of those pieces. And here's what I don't want anybody listening to
0: this to do. You heard Heather say you've, if you can't, you have to have all those P's passionate, proficient, has to be profitable, which means there, I mean, maybe you could start it in a week later, make money. Possibly not. You don't quit your job. Yeah. You can, you can do this. Uh, you, and, and you don't quit if you start right away and nothing happens. hmm you stay the course. Mm-hmm. If if God has put something in and on your life, then you have to stay the course. You know, Heather, I can't remember how many books I wrote until before I had a New York Times. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think. Um, it was it was a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't you know. And there are people that first book out the out the door, they just they are New York Times. But I felt that every book I wrote that wasn't a bestseller. Was actually equipping me to learn how to say things, and you know, I actually remember having a moment and and crying. And now that my kids are full grown, I have a son who kind of like he gets me. And I remember crying to him, Heather, and saying, "I gave these two books to a publisher who doesn't even care about them, and now they're not going to go out. And they're not going to go anywhere. And now I don't have anything else to say." And crying and and um. And Addison just said, mom, I don't, I don't believe that. I are like, well, it's true. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, then I wrote, uh, without rival and it pulled my other books forward. Mm-hmm. And so if you will not quit, and I want everybody to hear this. If you will not quit, your persistence will pull other things you've done forward. And there is every single thing that's a failure is actually a lesson yes. on how to do it better or how not to do it the next time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, wow! I mean, <laughs> Heather, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm going to go open a YouTube channel right now. <laughs> well, I'm going to figure out how. Well, I, I already know what I'm passionate about, and what I'm probably the most passionate about is empowering women. Yes, and and empowering women with their identity and with their purpose because I believe it's Mm -hmm. heaven-breathed, God-given. I do believe with all of my heart, God is anointing women to fund the gospel in these last days. I do believe with all of my heart, God is anointing women to declare the gospel in these last days. And, you know, it was so funny. My my, My son and I were sitting... Um, on the airplane. We just went away to a director's meeting. We are reading through the scriptures. We are talking through some different things. And I told him that someone I love and respect had just said something to the effect of, you know, we'll, we'll never have a woman in this pulpit. Like we'll never ever, you'll never see a woman speaking from this pulpit on a Sunday morning. And, you know, my son looked at me and he said, and and who makes those decisions? Like, first of all, early church, no Sunday morning. Second, no pulpits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then we started talking about this whole dynamic of rules and regulations. But here's the thing that happens. If the church behaves like the synagogue, like the synagogue was like, well, we're not letting the Christians in here. What happens is they went outside of the synagogue and spread the gospel in other places. If the church doesn't let the women have Sunday morning pulpit, YouTube, Yes. Is going to give you the ability to preach whatever your gospel is. Yes. Heather has a compelling story of coming out of really, I mean, an oppressive religion mm-hmm. where women women not only don't have value in this life, but if your husband decides you don't get to live in the next life, you just kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's, it's a perfect setup to get women to never mess up mm-hmm. anyways. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah.
1: And you just said something, Lisa, there, that I, I, I want women to really hear is that no one needs to give you permission to start. No one needs to give you permission you sure to do that. And it is so important that we see that the church is going to expand outside of the four walls. And if we cannot stand up and start Bible studies online, you can start a Bible study today. You can start You reading. can go on Messenger X and lead your own Bible study. Exactly. We've got all of the material for you for free. Exactly, and so there's two ways you can go about it. You can be covert, which is like, I'm gonna talk about, like you would be covertly a Christian on YouTube, Lisa. You're going to be talking the scripture. You're going to be covert bringing that or message. or overt? You're Wouldn't going to I be, be overt? overt. Did I say that right? Yes. You're going to be overtly Christian in your ministry on YouTube. I've actually chosen to be covertly Christian. I actually, the YouTube channel I'm doing is all about how to get started on YouTube. What's the best lighting for YouTube? What, uh, what camera do you need for YouTube? How do you grow on YouTube? That does not have anything to do with being Christian, but you better believe that my values are coming through on our podcast. We're going deeper. We will reference different, uh, um, pieces of our lives. And we have people, when we do our conference, we give an altar call at, our conference because people have trusted us online and people are coming to Christ. So when you, when you start your, uh, when you start your online mission, whatever that looks like to you, just know that you can choose to do it either way. Maybe you are an amazing organizer. Like your house is like top to bottom, so organized and you love organizing other people's homes. That could be your YouTube channel and your ministry. Like that could be where you're helping and you're serving other people. And then you go deeper in a Facebook group where then you guys decide that, you know what? Also, we're gonna have a Bible study. Or Like there's ways to move through this. And I want people to know you do not need permission. This is your time to step out, step up, and just start. And it's scary at first. It doesn't feel comfortable at first, but I can tell you from doing it over and over and over, the sweetest messages ever are, you have changed my life. And I'm like, from a YouTube video? Yes. Yes from a YouTube video. And if we think that we need permission from the church to make this happen, we don't. You just need to get started and you'll see that you can grow something so much bigger, so much more beautiful um, that could then be the way that you are reaching people for Christ.
0: Or making, like, let's say, be like, you know, Heather and Lisa, I love that you want to fund the gospel, but I actually just want to stay home with my kids. Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. So Heather said you don't need permission. I'm just going to say Heather and I both give you permission. (laughs) So Heather gives you permission from the covert realm. Mm -hmm. I give you permission from the overt realm. You have permission Mm -hmm. to flourish. You have permission not only to flourish, you have permission to make mistakes. You have permission to do it awkward at first. You have permission to answer questions uh, that nobody's asking until you find the questions they are asking. You have permission to explore what you're passionate about. You have permission to become proficient. Mm-hmm. You have permission to take what you are passionate about and what you are proficient at and make it profitable. Mm-hmm. We give you full permission because Heather and I believe a win for you is a win for us. Yeah. And so we are so excited. And you know, Heather, it's, it's, um, it's really fun for me that I'm having you as my first guest because the, the banner scripture, and I shared it with you that this is it, the banner scripture for me for this year is that the year, the year is crowned mm-hmm. with God's favor mm-hmm. and that. Even when we go through roads of adversity and hardship, they will become places of growth and life. Mm-hmm. And so this is a chance for a whole group of people to discover that they have a gift. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, Heather, think, oh, Heather has a gift mm. or Lisa has a gift, but I don't have a gift. Well, you do. Mm-hmm. God gave each and every one of us a gift. And it's not our gift, it's his gift. And so what we stand before Jesus and answer to one day is how did we use our talent? How did we use our gift? And if we say, oh, I just buried it. I just buried it because I didn't wanna lose it. No, 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 you're supposed to multiply it and you're supposed to take what is in and on your life. And you know, the thing is, you're thinking, oh no, like Heather mentioned organizing and I'm not organized. I'm not organized. I'm not organized. But there's other gifts. Heather says she's, Heather's pointing to herself. She is not organized either. There's other gifts that you have. And usually your gift is where you have a passion. Mm-hmm. And so maybe what you have is a passion that isn't proficient yet. So I just want you to know you have full permission from us. You have full permission from God. Mm-hmm. So that is super exciting. All right. So are there any books you're reading right now or television shows you're super excited about?
1: Uh I just got a um what is it, the ruthless what is it? Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yes. The Ruth uh, by uh John Mark Comer. Uh, so yep. reading through that one. Um Carrie Newhoff just did a book at your best. Yeah. Uh, really great book. Just that's that's my theme for this year, at your best. Um because awesome. I want I want this to be a sustainable uh, life and not a life where I feel like I'm always drowning, always overwhelmed. And so how do I work at my best? So good. Um, and, uh, and then I have two teenagers now. So I am just exploring different books on, I don't remember the title of it. It was like five conversations to have with your daughter um, as she's moving into the phase. And actually we just got I am, and we are incorporating that into our homeschool for our teenagers. So I love are, that. Yeah. So we're working through um, that with them as well because I want them to know that their identity is in Christ and not in what culture calls them to. So I'm so grateful that you've raised amazing children to then teach my children um, who they are. So that's, those are, I love reading, which is crazy because, like I said, I have dyslexia. <laughs> and so reading has been such a, 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 thing for me that I had to overcome because I used to speak to myself, I'm not a good reader, you're not good at this. Why are you trying? And now I'm like, I'll just take my time and that's fine. No one's I'm not in a race. This is my time. And so and one there's audiobooks. Of audiobooks you know, are my that, favorite books ever. You, yeah.
0: Right. Right. You know, John and I uh on our app, we were translating all the courses and then we found out what people really wanted were audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And so now we're much more focused on audiobooks. Okay. Any television shows that you're like, I love this television show. And it's clean. Um, Don't get me in trouble. Don't get me in trouble. No, um,
1: uh, we actually. I just under. I just discovered. Well, I'm just so business minded. So I just discovered Undercover Billionaire, where it's these billionaires. It's on Discovery Plus. They have to go. Uh, they go to a new city with a hundred dollars and no contacts, and they have to build a million dollar business in ninety days so fascinating um so that's on disney plus uh so i've been disney watching disney plus that. i got disney plus mm-hmm. okay oh i'm sorry discovery plus discovery, discovery plus discovery plus okay yeah right. and then um no other no other shows i actually i consume more youtube so i um i am consuming right now um uh let's see valuetainment that's with patrick bet david really nice business guy. I'm just into business. That's my world right now. And so that's what I'm, those are the things that I am really, uh, I'm into. I think that's, I think that's awesome. Okay. Well,
0: I want you to do something, Heather, can you pray for the audience around this whole idea Mm. of finding their voice, find which, and and then becoming passionate,
1: proficient, and productive. Wow. Thank you. And Lisa, can I just say, thank you just for the opportunity to be here and for just what you're bringing to the world um, I, I've, I've watched you over the years and it just to me it's just so encouraging over and over to see you step into new things like this podcast and, and you know the things that you guys are creating and it's just to me I see what you're doing and I'm like if someone else is doing it I can do it too and you've just been that for me and such a light so thank you so much for that
0: Well, Heather, I I mean, I'm inspired. I'm going to like sit down and try to figure
1: out how I can do all of this better. (laughs) All right. Well, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we are just so grateful for the opportunity you have um, for for things like this, where we can come to you in conversations and just uh, share ideas. Thank you, God, for giving each and every single person listening to this audio a gift. God, we know that you have given us these gifts and talents. And so we just ask that you just stir us to use those. God, let us be bold and courageous like you call us to be. And Lord, I just ask that for every woman who feels like her voice does not matter, God, that I break that off of her right now in the name of Jesus, that she knows that she can go forth telling her message. God, we know that you have given us different experiences to be able to share with one another so that we can strengthen each other, so that we can be emboldened by each other. And so God, for each and every woman who feels like her voice doesn't matter, I want her to know it matters. God, you are a speaking God. That is what you did. You spoke the world into existence. And so God, I ask that our voices go forward on video. I ask that for all of the pieces that need to come into place to orchestrate their their passions and their proficiency, God, that you are putting those things into place right now. And God, I just ask that as she moves through this next season, this next year into all of the goodness that you have for her, God, that you show up over and over, bring the people into her life that she needs to be able to, uh, to, to feel that strength and to be encouraged into this new season of putting her voice in video and getting her message message out. And God, thank you for this opportunity. We're so grateful for who you are and for the, for the abilities we have to share these messages in Jesus mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Heather, thank you so much. This has been so wow. Enlightening, encouraging, exciting. I'm going to go back through and listen to this again and again. And thank you for giving me your time. And thank you for being a covert secret agent for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thank
1: you. (laughs) So good.
0: Well, I hope you got as much as I did out of the interview with Heather. She is just on fire. I just love how she will set you up to be able to share your stories. I want to thank you for joining me for season three of The Godmother. This is actually the very first episode of season three. And if you're like, wait a minute, I didn't know there was any other seasons. Yes, there are two other seasons. And I love that you are joining us. You can feel free to go back. And if you haven't already, please please subscribe rate and share the show we love it when you do that so until next time this has been your podcast godmother lisa bevere thanks for
1: listening to the godmother podcast let us know your thoughts by leaving a review you can subscribe and share these episodes through apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and while you're there Be sure to check out the other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including Conversations with John and Lisa, and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can connect with Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and through her website at lisabevere.com. Until next time.